Pastor Chuk Sogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church, Johannesburg. Pastor Chooks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Hi. Welcome to another edition of our uh, broadcast, The Amazing Power of Women. Today is Thursday and today is... Uh, Another day for us to share on the amazing power that God has put inside women. Um, you know, this book, I wrote it a few years ago. And um, it's, it's really helped a lot of women around the world. Uh, the amazing power that God put inside of women. All right. Today, we're going to continue from where we stopped last week. We are sharing from chapter 4 of my book managing her power managing her power and uh, we we had mentioned four four things let me just do a quick recap that she is voice activated meaning that um she she listens and what she hears affects her she is voice activated number two uh we said she is a stimulator God put inside of her the power to stimulate. And that power to stimulate must be managed. There is no fruitfulness without uh, uh, seed coming out from the man. But for seed to come out from the man, the woman needs to stimulate. Okay? So that power needs to be managed very, very carefully. Okay? And then we talked about the power of the womb. Uh, the womb of the woman is extremely powerful. Uh, new life comes into the earth through the womb that god put inside of the woman in fact woman means man with a womb so managing that womb um, and it's not just about the physical womb it's also about the spiritual womb and uh, managing that womb is so important to birthing the things that god wants to be birthed okay and then we talked about uh the fourth one is that she is an emotional vacancy door closer. And I want to start from there today because the other three I've already unpacked in the previous weeks a little bit. So let me, let me teach on the, the number four and then we go to question and answer. There are a number of questions that um, have come in and I will try and answer them. And that, that will be our time together today. She is an emotional vacancy door closer. Now, if you remember that in the Garden of Eden, after God created everything, man was in place, where animals and plants, everything was in place, uh, and then, then man. Then you remember that God eventually brought the woman and, and placed her in the garden. The moment the woman came into the garden, the door was closed. Nobody else came in she was the last person to come into the into the garden and not only that she was the last person to come into the garden the bible says you know for her to come the bible says that 
it's not good that man be alone. So God saw a vacancy. God saw a vacancy and God said it's not good for this vacancy to remain. It's not good for the, we need to fill this vacancy. God took it upon himself to, to uh, make a plan to fill the vacancy. Because he said it's not good for us to have this vacancy. It's not good for the man to be alone. I will fill this vacancy. And God filled that vacancy. What it means is this, that the moment the woman came into the life of the man, the man was no longer in a not good position. She was, he was no longer in a not... In other words, he became um, a wholesome, he became perfect, he became you know, complete as it were. Because that what God saw and said it is not good there was a vacancy there was a door that opened there so when the woman came that door was closed uh, um, and what it means you know is that a, a woman has the power to close emotional vacancy doors in the life of a man and when a woman knows to use that power she can she can really use that power to do some good you know, you know how it's said that when a man gets married, they say that the man is now settled. The man is now settled. What is that settlement? There is a sense of an emotional well-being that comes into the life of a man. You will notice that a lot of men, when they get married, they start adding weight. You know, they start adding weight. It's not just because the woman cooks food for them. There is a settling. There is a, there is a settling, you know, um, 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 sense that they get emotional settling a sense of well-being that comes when the woman comes in so a woman who knows that she has this power she can use it to stop her husband or stop her man from wondering because if you use your power well when you use your power well you will close that door you know you know listen there's something that Eve did for Adam that was so satisfying, that was so fulfilling, that when the temptation came and Adam was given a choice between choosing God and choosing the woman, he chose the woman. What was it? There was some value that this woman brought to the man that he, Adam erroneously and erroneously equated to be more than what God was to him. Wow. So, so there were two relationships. Go with the relationship with the woman or go with the relationship with God. He chose to go with the relationship with the woman and disobeyed God. Because that value that he got, he felt, I can't, if I lose it, I'm not going to give it to get it somewhere else, which was an error. It was an error because God who gave him the woman the first time could give him another one. But he, he was so overwhelmed by that value that he placed so much value on that thing that the woman gave him that he despised the intimacy and the relationship and the fellowship he had with Almighty God. What, what that says is a woman needs to understand this, that you are so powerful in the life of your man that if you know how to, you, you, instead of taking him away from God, you can actually drive him closer to his God. Because you are there, you can help him fix his relationship with God. Hallelujah. You can help him. You see, when we're talking about this emotional vacancy, 
you know, there are two dimensions to the motion of vacancy. There's the motion of vacancy when it comes to other human beings, and there's the motion of vacancy when it comes to God. Now, the Bible says that that we, we can drink from a well. Jesus told that woman, he said, I can give you water, and, and when you drink it, you will test no more. So there is, there is a, a testing that ends. There is a desiring and longing that ends when God comes into your life. Okay? So, so Jesus told that one, the water that I give, when you drink it, you will not taste again. Now, now so, so, so that thirst, uh, God satisfies that test. But a woman who knows her power can help a man and encourage a man and nudge a man in the direction of his God because she is there. Shulebo Saka. Because she is there. She, she closes the, the vacancy and the testing and the longing on the human side and then push the man to, to, to get the, the feeling that comes from the God side. That's how powerful woman is. So when you know your power as a woman, you can help a man lock in with his God and be established with, with, the, with the waters that cannot, uh, the waters that he drinks that he cannot test again. So, so when you know your power and know how to use it, because it's not just knowing your power, you need, know, you need to know how to use that power. And you can use it wisely. You can help a man become all that God wants him to become. Listen, you can help a man become everything he was created to be. But because of the abuse, because of the way the woman didn't know the power she had and how to manage it, she ended up being um, 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 uh, an instrument that pulled the man away from his God. And both of them fell. By the abuse of the power that the woman has, both of them fell. They lost their home. So I'm saying to you, woman of God, you need to know the power God gave you. That's why I recommend this book so highly. You need to know what God has put inside of you because you got it. You got it. You got that power inside of you. And then know how to manage that power so that you are a blessing to your man. You are a blessing to your family. You are a blessing to your church. You are a blessing to your world because you know how to use your power. Your power is not being hijacked by the enemy to mess things up. Look at Samson. Look at Samson. The Bible is littered. With, with women who didn't use their power well and it produced problems. Look at Samson. Look at Adam. Look at Abraham. Do you know that the birth of Ishmael, the birth of Ishmael was as a result of not using the power of woman wisely by Sarah. Because it was Sarah that brought the idea that Hagar should come to the bedroom. And now Ishmael was born. So look at what Ishmael has produced. Look at all the chaos in the world today because of Ishmael. This is the fruit of the abuse of the amazing power of woman. Let me say that again. This is the fruit of the abuse of their power, amazing power of women. That power is amazing. We choose to see it as amazing. And, and what makes it amazing is that I know, as a woman, I know what my power is. And I know how to use it then I can use it 
to manage my man and help my man stay in the will of God. Lamboro Kotosha. I can use it to encourage my man to stay in the purposes of God. You see, if Sarah had used her power well, she would have she wouldn't have you know encouraged um, um, Abraham to get out of the will of God and birth Ishmael. You know, I'm not saying that Abraham is guiltless. I'm not saying that he had a portion because he could have said no. He could have said no. But but that that suggestion came from from Eve and some from Sarah, and he bought it, and the persuasion was strong. So when you know how to use your power, that power to close that emotional vacancy, because what happened in Sarah's case was that she left that door open. She left it open. In fact, not only that she left it open, she invited Hagar through that door. She invited Hagar through that door. And Hagar came in, and Ishmael was the, the fruit of it. She, she could have shut that door. If she knew how to use her power well, she could have shut that door. So what really happened to Sarah? Sarah got pressured because of impatience. Sarah got pressured because of impatience. And, and the impatience distorted the power that God has given to her. So instead of that power to work well, that power worked you know, uh, tangential to God's purposes, and Ishmael was born. So, can I tell you something, woman of God? You need to know your power and know how it functions and how it works so that you can engage it properly to fulfill the will of God for the man that you have been called to be a helper to. Because if he misses it, hear this, if he misses it, both of you go down. Didn't you notice? That when Adam made that mistake, both of them went down. Both of them went down. They lost their home. They lost their glory. They lost their relationship with God. They all, both of them became aware of their nakedness. Both of them became afraid. Both of them doubted the goodness of God. Both of them went into hiding. Can you see what I'm saying? So, so those are the things that happen when the power that God puts inside of women is abused. So you need to learn to manage your power. You need to learn to use your power wisely. You need to learn it. And that's why you need to read this book. You need to stay connected to this broadcast. And as we continue to unpack God's word. Hallelujah. We're going to take a, a quick ad break. And I'm going to come back uh, to continue uh, with the question and answer session of our time together this afternoon. All right, let's take a quick ad break. Why are you still single? Do you feel you're not ready yet? Do you say it's not my time yet? Have you made mistakes in the past and now you're stuck in a complicated situation? Or perhaps you've given up totally on the idea of marriage? Why not join Pastor Chuksogoye, author of The Amazing Power of Woman book, and his wife, Pastor Toyin, the founders of the Power of Woman Academy, at the next Single Ladies Boot Camp. To explore and answer your questions, a big miracle could be waiting for you. For more information, visit www.slbc.co.za or WhatsApp 081-421-0835. All right, welcome back. I'll tell you more about the Single Ladies Boot Camp. Um, I'm going to tell you more, but let me take a few questions, and I'm going to tell you more about the Single Ladies Boot Camp. All right. Uh, this question says here, I have a boyfriend who likes me to dress in a certain way, but I think it will be over the top. Oh, I think it could be over the top sometimes. 
what can I do? <laughs> yeah, all right. That's a very good question. You know, there are a number of brothers and a lot of, you know, men who have a very messed up mind. And you, you, they make demands for the woman to dress in a certain way. Even this lady is, you know, kind of feels uncomfortable by the things that her man wants her to wear. Now, how do you deal with this situation if you are in that, you know, predicament? First of all, let me explain. Uh, the power to stimulate is resident in the persona and the body of the woman. It's in her persona and it's in her body. God created it that way. Especially her body. Uh, and this is why, you know, they, they use women for advertisement. Which is wrong. Which is, you know, a woman, a woman cannot, should not be objectified. She is the temple of the Holy Spirit. She's a child of God. She must not be objectified. But the world exploits it. That power to stimulate. That beauty that God put inside of women. The, the, the world system exploits it and uses it for, for merchandising, for selling and for buying and selling. But it's not supposed to be. That power is only supposed to be used uh -huh. for the, in the context of of being fruitful. That's, that's what the power, the power is actually supposed to stimulate and pull seed for fruitfulness. Whether it's fruitfulness spiritually, whether it's fruitfulness of the mind, or whether it's fruitfulness of the body. That power is supposed to pull that, okay? But, but it's being abused. So, there are some men who are behind this abuse. You know, even the advertising industry, the fashion industry, a lot of the people who are there are men, and they are exploiting this thing. So this sister here is asking, you know, I have a man who wants to exploit this. You know, sometimes some, some men think that if I can get this, my woman to dress in a certain way, she is going to be um, an, a head turner to all the men in town. And that will make me proud. That will feel like I am something. But what it is, is the abuse of the power to stimulate. That's what it is. It's the abuse of the power to stimulate. So, women of God, what you need to do, you need to explain to your man what this is doing. You need to explain to your man that this is not, is not you know, the proper way to use this power that God has given to you. And you know what it is. If you don't explain it to him so that he understands it, um, it's, it's like an, a two-edged sword. You see? He's trying to use it one way, but it's going to come back and cut him the other way because abuse is abuse, you know? So you need to explain it to him. You need to get a copy of this book. Get a copy of this book, yeah? Get him to read it and then explain it to him. You yourself need to read it so that you understand it properly and you can explain it to him that it's not proper. As a woman of God, you ought to dress and wear Jesus in your outfit. So when people see you, they see Jesus. Not when they see you, they see the devil. Not when they see you, they see Jezebel. Not when they see you, they see a, a seductress. No. When they see you, they see Jesus. And your man needs to understand that, that you are supposed to represent Jesus, not represent an object to provoke the lust of the flesh. No. To provoke temptation in other men. 
That, that, that's not what you are. You're not supposed to be a temptress. You're not supposed to be a seductress. And you can't allow your man to turn you into a temptress or into a seductress. That, that's an abuse on your person. That's an abuse of the power that God has put inside of you. It ought to be repulsive to you. And, and you need to make him see so that it's also repulsive to him. It ought to be repulsive. Because when you are abusing something that God put for some good and is now being used for evil, it's supposed to be repulsive. It's supposed to be repulsive. So, so the reason why he's encouraging it is because he hasn't seen how repulsive it is. So you need to explain it to him. You need to show him and, and let him understand it. Then, yes, you say, Pastor, what if he's not listening to me? You need to refer him to me. <laughs> you, need to, you need to refer him to me. You know, book an appointment, a telephone call, and let me speak to him. Yeah? Yeah, there's a number on the screen, you know, make a, an appointment, say, Pastor, I'd like to book an, a telephonic uh, um, a counseling session with you, and then we, me and my boyfriend want to talk to you. I'll, I'll be happy to talk to him. Book, yeah, book the appointment, we'll schedule it. I know, I know sometimes the calls can be a lot, but we schedule it, and we'll let you know when it's scheduled, and we can, you know, talk and, and, and find a way to convince him to show him. You know, I, I, I have, you know, dealt with similar situations in the past. When a woman feels like my man is not understanding something and um, he is pushing me into abuse, he's pushing me into things that I feel dishonors God. And I've had to, you know, intervene in such situations. The woman, I said, make an appointment, bring your man, let's sit down with the word of God and let's, you know, reason together. The Bible says so. Let's sit down and reason together. And, and we have often, in fact, not, not, there's no case that we have not convinced the man. So if he's not listening to what, try first, before you refer him to me, try first to explain it to him, give him this book to read, help him to see the light, because it, it's ignorance that's making him ask for uh, or demand for what he's demanding. So wait, let him see it. If he's not seeing it or he's not willing, then you would, you know, use, use the other uh, uh, avenue that's available, which is, you know, to speak to me and, or, or your pastor, because I'm sure your pastor will understand it, or your pastor, wherever you are, and, and let, you guys can sit down and let them, you know, help him understand that this is an abuse on the power that God gave you. You can't, the Bible speaks of, it says in the book of James, it said the same mouth that brings a blessing, that same mouth should not bring a curse. The same power that brings a blessing with your man to bring about increase, fruitfulness, multiplication. The same power should not be used to bring about the, the, the seduction and the pulling down of other men. It's wrong. It's wrong. We don't use the same mouth that brought a blessing and use the same mouth to bring a cursing. No, we, we, we're not supposed to do that. All right. All right. Let me... Uh, I, I hope I was clear. Let me take another another question. Is it right for brothers in the church to keep har harassing sisters about their dressing? Is it proper for brothers in the church to keep harassing sisters about their dressing? You know, you know, there's something that some brothers do where they they make themselves uh, 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 holy police, holy fashion police, <laughs> holy fashion police where they are policing the dressing of sisters in the church. Well, brothers, if you're hearing me today, hear me. It's not right. It's actually not right. Let me tell you why. Um, 
I'm not saying the sisters should dress anyhow in church. But that responsibility has not been given to you. Uh, because many times, I've had to deal with this in my own church, the church that I pastor. Uh, where a sister came to complain to me that so-so and so brother was harassing her because of the way uh, she dressed to come to church. And I had to go and say to the brother, no, you do, you're doing it wrong. I understand what you're saying, but you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You know, there, there was this video that I saw that went viral on social media of a girl who dressed very skimply. She actually was something very indecent and was walking on the street. And this brother, you know, who happened to come from the same country as her. So they, they are in a foreign country. And this brother began to, you know, mock her, took out a camera, began to video her, and began to say all kinds of things. And this girl was very uncomfortable, and they ended up, you know, exchanging words. And the brother was saying that I'm going to put it on social media. I, I think it was wrong for him to do that. I'm not saying that it was right for her to dress like that. But two wrongs never make a right. Embarrassing somebody uh, because you are not persuaded or you don't see what, no, no, it's wrong. So, so it's wrong for brothers to harass sisters in church. Um, let the pastor of the church decide on how he wants to correct uh, the dressing issue. In fact, by the way, let me say this. Except you're a worker in the church. In my church, except you're a worker in the church, you're a serv you, you serve, you, you, you're a servant in church, you serve, you're a minister who minister. I actually have no problem with how you dress. Because, really, the Bible says, come as you are. So, people, the church of God is open for people to come anyhow they want to come. It's true. The church is like a hospital. You know, people who are sick come. Somebody who is not using their power well is somehow sick. And they are supposed to be welcome in the house of God. And when they come, then we can heal them. We can treat them and heal them and help them. So what the people I worry about are the ministers, the, the church workers. When you are not dressed properly, you know, you will sit down. You will not serve. You will not, I will not have you standing in stage, up, up on stage, you know, um, 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 distracting people. You know, once I, I, I was invited to, to a concert at my friend's church, and then we went, me and a couple of friends, we went. All of them were ministers of the gospel. We are all pastors. And we went. And there was this lady who was leading praise and worship. My God. And I wondered how could my friend not, you know, uh, 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 not have seen this thing before allowing her to take the microphone to lead praise. It was a major distraction. It was, she was wearing this cat suit that was so tight. And, you know, she was quite a voluptuous lady. And she was wearing this. It was just indecent. The, the slit at the back of her skirt was going all the way up. It was so embarrassing. It was so distracting. That, that kind of person shouldn't have been allowed to come and lead praise and worship. She can sit in the, in the congregation and sit at the back, but not to come up front. You see, but I'm not saying brothers, nobody has given you the power to become a, a holy, a holy fashion police to, to police the fashion of sisters in the church. And no, it's not, it's not been given to you. And, and man of God, if the, the leader of the church should not give the, that kind of prerogative to brothers in the church, it's harassment to our sisters. Yes, they are wrong, but two wrongs never make a right. So the pastor needs to teach from the pulpit 
and teach about the amazing power that women have and teach them to manage their power to stimulate and, and manage the way they dress and manage the way they cover themselves and, and teach it so that people have understanding. My people perish for lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. So it's because people don't know, that's why they do the things that they do. So, but when people know, they won't do what they do. Hallelujah. So, so we want the, the lead pastor to be the one to address this thing. Not brothers in the church. Because they are not, you know, the Bible speaks about speaking the truth in love. The truth has to be spoken, but only in love. So harassing people is not love. The truth has to be spoken only in love. If you are not going to speak the truth in love, don't speak it. Don't say it. Yes, that's what I said. That's what is in the Bible. If you are not going to speak the truth in love, don't say it. So keep quiet. Uh, allow them to be. Let the pastor, who I believe should have the maturity and the balance in the word of God, be able to communicate that truth in a non-threatening way, in a non-offensive way, in a loving way, as a father will, you know, teach their, his daughter or his daughters. But this is very important. You know, let, let, me, let, me, let me share something. You know, in the story of David and Bathsheba, uh, the Bible told us that when men went to war, David stayed at home. And uh, he was bored one afternoon and he was walking on the balcony of his house and he saw downstairs somewhere at the, at, at, at the bottom there, she saw a woman taking her bath and he got enticed. He got seduced. And we know the story. And Bathsheba was invited into the palace and David committed adultery with Bathsheba, and Bathsheba fell pregnant. Now, the question is, we blame Bathsheba for bathing outside. But I have a question for Bathsheba's husband. How do you have a bathroom that exposes your wife? <laughs> How do you have a bathroom that exposes your wife? You're right. You know, why would you have a bathroom that exposes your wife? That's, that's, that's a big question. You know, there are many people, many fathers, many parents are like that Uriah. You send your daughters out with an open bathroom. An open bathroom speaks of that which exposes her nakedness. So, so they go out, they dress anyhow, you know, and, and, and you are the one who authorized it. You are the one who allowed it. You are the one who, who either by default or by design allowed it. So, so while we blame Bathsheba for coming to bath there, we also need to blame the people who built the bathroom, the people who did not cover the bathroom. I'm not saying that David is innocent. He's not. He's not innocent. But, but if that bathroom had a, a cover over the roof, yeah, David would not, you know, would not have, you know, be tempted. Yes, it's true. So, so uh, men, 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 fathers, brothers at home, do not send your daughters or your sisters with an open bathroom. Mm -hmm. Husbands, you can't send your wives to church with an open bathroom. Don't do it. You, if we are all responsible for the proper management of the power that God has put inside of women. This is why in my church, the ushers are trained to have scarves 
if someone came to church and they are sitting in a place where they are not properly covered and they're going to be a distraction somebody will a, a woman will walk up to them lovingly and give them a scarf to cover either a scarf to cover if the cleavage is too low or a scarf to cover their legs or something these things can be very very distracting i, I you know you know I, I have been preaching once and somebody sat right in front and just opened their legs that was so so terribly distracting for me you know i struggled to keep my face and focus away from i, I believe that person maybe they were innocent you know when i discussed with my leaders they, they felt the devil sent to the person i don't know but this woman was just so so inappropriately sitting it's not right in the house of god so i'm saying let's allow the leadership of the church address this thing in wisdom in sensitivity and with love brothers should not go about harassing people no brothers should not do it all right i'm going to we're going to take another ad break quickly and then i'm going to tell you about the single ladies boot camp and then we're going to end for today all right The Single Ladies Boot Camp is a program for single ladies from all ages and backgrounds run by Pastor Chooks and Toy Nogoye. Many unmarried women are frustrated either sitting on the singles bench or struggling in difficult relationships. Why the vicious cycle? Are relationships supposed to be frustrating, painful, hurtful, often going nowhere for years? Women start questioning the existence of good men and of love itself. Some even come to the point of giving up on the idea of marriage altogether. The Single Ladies Boot Camp is run over a weekend and throughout the sessions, ladies are able to explore and learn the principles that govern relationships and biblical standards for relationships. The Single Ladies Boot Camp also teaches how to attract what you are looking for, as well as answering the questions, is there anything wrong with being single? Why do you really want to get married? Why are you not married yet? How do I find a husband? How do I deal with the frustration of waiting to be found? These are all valid questions that single women ask themselves and often break themselves down in trying to answer them. The Single Ladies Boot Camp will answer all those questions and more, giving women a change in perspective, direction and hope for the future. Pastor Chooks and Toy Nogoye are the lead pastors at Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg where they place a strong emphasis on family and relationships. Their expertise on relationships has helped hundreds of singles and couples over the years build strong and lasting relationships and or fixing broken ones through their Singles Ignition Seminars, Single Ladies Boot Camp, Marriage Seminars, Workshops and Conferences. They are the founders of the Power of Woman Academy and the conveners of the annual Power of Woman Conference. Pastor Chooks is the author of the best-selling book, The Amazing Power of Woman. Pastor Chooks and Toyin have been married for over 20 years, and it is their many years of experience in building their own marriage and in third-party marriage interventions that has equipped them with vital wisdom that they put together in these events. For more information, visit www.slbc.co.za or WhatsApp 081 421 0835. Welcome back. 
Well, that was the single ladies boot camp. As you have seen in the, in the message, in the advert, the single ladies boot camp is a weekend uh, boot camp that my wife and I organize for single ladies. We've been doing it for 10 years, four times a year. Uh, in this season, the, the, the camp has gone online. Before, it used to be um, we go on a retreat and go to a resort and you know teach the word of god and help those women uh, learn the principles of relationship and learn how to attract the right man uh, and 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 get graduated from the singles bench but now we thank god that it's now moved online meaning that anywhere you are in the world you can actually uh, uh, come in so if you are single and you want to learn the the principles of relationship how to attract the right man how to position yourself to be found, how to um, um, navigate the relationship and build it in a way that God is honored so that you can um, um, end up, you know, marrying the person that God has for you. Uh, this camp is for you. This camp is for you. You can find all the information on our website, slbc.co.za. We teach about 13, 14 principles over the weekend. And these are principles that help you uh, navigate the the dating <coughs> arena and help you navigate uh, to find who is it that God wants for you. How do you identify him? How when you see him, how do you know him that he's the one? Uh, you know how do you prepare yourself to to be found? How do you prepare yourself to be positioned to be found? Those are the things we teach at the camp. <coughs> Excuse me. So my wife and I now organize it online. Starts on a Friday, goes all the way to a Sunday. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can be part. You can participate. Go to the website. Get, uh, get uh, uh, slbc.co.za and get information about the dates for the upcoming ones and register and we will see you at the camp. God wants you to be happily married. God wants you to graduate from the singles bench. God doesn't want you to sit there languishing. There is a solution. There is a solution. We have helped so many women over the years, over the years. Several of them, you know, happily married in their home, in their husbands' homes with children, doing well, and so on. So it's 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 up to you. The answer that you are looking for is already available. If you would go for it, receive it. Maybe you know you've been married before. The marriage didn't work out. You, you know, you're in a relationship, you're a single mother, and you want to get back into the game. This camp is a must for you. Uh, uh, so go check it out. If you need, you know, more information, you can contact us on the number on the screen, plus 27814210835, and we were happy to engage with you and bring clarity to your mind. But I know that God wants you to be um, happily married in your husband's home. This is 2020 you will you will get married hallelujah all right i'm done for tonight thank you so much for hanging with me thank you so much for being part of the broadcast uh you need to share this video you need to send it to a sister to a a a, a nephew and um, to a niece to a, a colleague at work a sister in your church a friend send share this video and let's see you next week thursday as we continue with another beautiful, powerful time together as we discover and, and unpack the amazing power of woman. Good night. God bless you. Use your power wisely. And God will bless you. See you next week.
We trust God that you've been blessed. Thank you for supporting Chooks Obina Ugoyem Ministries. For further ministries and inquiries, please feel free to contact us via email at pastor at reslife.org.za. That's P-A-S-T-O-R at R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G dot Z-A.